Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game Podcast. My name is Edward, raised by three trilogies, my pops, my mom, and my grandmother. Please make sure you follow at Stats for all your up-to-date sports coverage, high school level, professional, post sports level, and the collegiate level. Will not disappoint. Going to keep you up to date on all good things, all bad things that's going on within the sports world. Um, as always, I am just one person. I am Nathaniel without my brothers, and damn, it's been a long time. And damn, it's not a curse word. It's been a pretty long time since we all been on the podcast together, finally, at full strength. But uh, beautiful people, these are my brethren. And Sean Hart is all charismatic, good excellence at its finest. That's Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Cash App, you name it. Let's go. Yo, is the one and only, the host with the most that blows the most smoke, Black Piece, the rap plug, the hip-hop plug. You already know. Check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you get your dope-ass podcast, that's where you can find me at, baby. Let's go. I am Coach Johnson. I am the husband of Jordan. I'm the father of Harper and Deuce. I'm here to bring a tad bit of controversy to help you reason out your thoughts just a little bit better. Good afternoon, beautiful people. My name is the one and only Sedacious Xavier Miles. And on behalf of me and my illustrious brothers, we want to say thank you so much for tuning into the podcast and for also listening. Uh, this week, I want to do something special. I am going to choose, if you comment on this episode, I am going to choose a random person that comments, and I'm going to give them something. It's going to be a giveaway, and it'll be between me and whoever it is that, that I pick. So y'all keep interacting with us, and there'll be more prizes to come. I have the Bills, the Ravens, and the Dolphins, which means that, the, the, that I have the Chiefs not making the playoffs this year. Ugh. Oh, hey, bro, just stop talking for the rest of the segment. That's like, so good. Because that was your – you got two high takes already, bro. I've literally <laughs> heard enough. Hey, all, um, I'm, I'm saying is uh, – No, 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 I think you misread me. I, I said, like, I don't want to hear. I understand. I understand. But I just wanted to defend my take real quick. Hey, look, look, when they only win 10 games and don't make the playoffs this year. I want this record say, hey, to be known that Coach has the Chiefs missing the playoffs. And he also has oh, Travis Kelsey. Year, baby. Yeah. I got you. Um, I can't wait to see this video replayed at the end of the year. And that is us coming in hot for a beautiful episode. If you're a true follower of the Respect the Game podcast, you know, the first year was – we started around the NBA playoffs with the NBA bubble, NBA playoffs in the bubble, transferred over into the NFL season, first time running podcast, going back and forth. You said this, you said that, no, you said this, not for this one, you said that. But coming into the second year, we made sure we kept our receipts, we kept all predictions, we kept all hot takes. We have the receipts for everything that went on this season, so nobody could try to switch up their words. Nobody could try to pull a wool over anybody's eyes. Y'all just heard that soundbite. That was episode 47, right before week one. We was getting everybody predictions out there on the board. Obviously, you've seen us make promos and clips of Coach Johnson saying the Chiefs are not going to make the playoffs. If you know Coach Johnson by now, he has his reasons. It's going to stir a little controversy. Um, but there were quite a few other takes that I believe, li listening back to the episode, that went 
pretty much under the radar, pretty much went under the radar. And we're going to have to call that person to the forefront. Um, so it's, this this is not just going to be about Coach Johnson's uh, Chiefs take, which I know he is ready, ready and ready and even more ready to defend with high esteem. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, fellas, we could either deep dive into the Chiefs right now or we could let it sizzle a little while longer and go, go in a, a couple of different other directions. Um, I got a couple of stats here and stuff for uh, other picks and a couple other hot takes. But um, I mean, to be honest with you, man, I, I think this is more so like this isn't horseshoes, right, where you kind of get credit for like almost or percentage points. So the stats don't mean shit to me. Either you were right or you weren't. It wasn't no, well, I was kind of right. And, well, I was leading up to being right until I was wrong, but I was right for a while. You know, I just think it's a, you know, a real fine line, no gray area, but I digress. Um, to, uh, I, feel, I respect that is all definitely on the results side. Uh, so, I'll just give the people some some of our picks and our hot takes to start off the season. So coming into this year's season that is officially over the playoffs this weekend, coming into the beginning of the season, Coach Johnson had the 49ers and the Cleveland Browns going to the Super Bowl, and he made the prediction that the Chiefs will miss the playoffs. Isaac had the Chiefs as well as the Bucks going to the Super Bowl, and he also had the high take or prediction that the Cardinals will reach the NFC championship. Black Peace had the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. And I believe he also had the Cleveland Browns reaching the oh, Cleveland Browns. Oh, that's, that's, that, that would indeed be possible because they thought AFC. And you had Sedacious who I had, had the Cardinals had, for the record. Cardinals. Cardinals, thank you. Black Peace had the Ravens and the Cardinals going to the Super Bowl, and his prediction was that Jameis Winston would be an MVP dark horse. <laughs> Sedacious picked the Packers to win the Super Bowl. I forget who you picked for the Browns. The Browns, Browns, you picked the Browns for the AFC. And and your you predicted also the Cowboys would reach the NFC championship. For me, I picked the Bucs and the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl, had the Bucs winning the Super Bowl, and it was my prediction that Trevor Lawrence would struggle this season. He would not look, you know, as esteemed as you would hope for a number one uh, overall draft quarterback pick to be. So, fellas, uh, like, what do we want? What do we... What do you want to deep dive? I mean, I feel like the Chiefs is low hanging fruit. But, yeah, uh, let's let's go let's go ahead and uh, uh, get 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 the Chiefs out of the way. Uh, and I know this is gonna uh, piss uh, Sean Hart off and uh, many of his kin, uh, and you know people who uh, think uh, you know through along his same vein. I did say last week I was not gonna be combative, but this week I'm coming with the punches. So uh, there is something that I saw in the Chiefs, a flaw in the Chiefs, that did show itself to be true this year. Um, uh, as I said last week, uh, something that I missed 
was that I thought that since the Chiefs were going to be flawed, that the rest of the AFC would be able to take advantage of it, the rest of the NFL uh, altogether be able to take advantage of it, and that would cause the Chiefs to uh, uh, barely win 10 games and cause them to miss the playoffs. I think that I was right on the Chiefs. I was not right on the results of uh, what would happen as far as them uh, missing the, uh, the playoffs and only getting 10 wins. Uh, or struggling their way to 10 wins, uh, I was wrong on the rest of the league. Now, that bears out by uh, a couple of facts, okay? Uh, if you look at uh, ESPN's QBR rating, uh, this year, Patrick Mahomes was number five in the QBR rating, right? And I would say that, hey, you know, Christian said that Patrick Mahomes will like a human. He's number five QB as far as QBR. You know, why is he bringing this up? Well, I'm bringing it up because Patrick Mahomes' QBR this year was 62.6. In 2020, that would have ranked him as uh, the number 14th, uh, or, or sorry, the number 12th person in 2020. In 2019, it would have ranked him the number 12th person there. In 2018, it would have ranked him the number 12. Sorry, in 2020, it would have ranked him the number 13 quarterback. Uh, why am I saying this? Well, we wouldn't say that the 13th quarterback in the NFL or the 12th quarterback in the NFL is superhuman. We would say, oh, this is the average guy, right? And those teams, for the most part, either didn't get to 10 wins, at least 25% of the time, teams that graded like Patrick Mahomes graded this year, didn't get to the playoffs uh, or got to the playoffs about 58% of the time, didn't have 10 wins or more uh, 75% of the time. Uh, and so because of, because of, you know, how Mahomes looked like he was a human this year and the Chiefs did not look that great, I figured that the rest of the league uh, would be able to catch up and take advantage. But guess what? The rest of the league looked average. So uh, because of that, the Chiefs were able to take advantage of that and, and be able to get into the uh, playoffs. But I am not the only one who's noticing the flawlessness of the Chiefs. Ryan Clark today on ESPN said they are not that good. No one should be scared of them. Uh, Rex Ryan said on national TV, uh, last week, while uh, at halftime for the Broncos game, that no one is scared of the Chiefs. Why? Because they see what I saw at the beginning of the year. So now, because they're in the playoffs, and because the rest of the league sucks too. But I saw a fall in the Chiefs, and I called it out before everybody else. Here we go. Are you done, Christian? Are I'm done. Go ahead. Don't, go don't ahead. interrupt anybody who rebut who rebutted you. Go ahead. Mm, so. You bored us and took 10 minutes from our lives just to tell us that even though you were wrong, the way you described it and how you claimed that they would fall off was more so right. And you kind of refuted back to other years that your numbers would have supported that you would have been right. But we're not talking about other years. We're not talking about 2019. We're not talking about 2020. Granny, yes, QBR was 62.6, but where did you say that would rank him today? Top five quarterback. And would you say he was a top five quarterback in all the rest of those years? I, I, I would say so. The numbers will support that. Yes. So you bringing up those miscellaneous numbers, again, you sound smart to somebody that's stupid because, again, we're talking about this year. We're talking about this bet. We're talking about the premise behind your predictions and how blatantly wrong you were. I don't give a f 
that the rest of the league was average. I care about, hey, was your pick right or was it wrong? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes seemed to be flourishing when, you know, people started to write him off after the first five to six games. Oh, you know, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs. Well, you know, they don't have X, Y, Z. You know, they don't have this. And, you know, they get Melvin Ingram, you know, midseason, and, you know, things start to turn around. Um, you know, they get, you know, certain pieces back from injury, COVID list, whatever the case may be. And, you know, bottom line is I'm not going to bore anybody with any numbers. The Chiefs are in the playoffs, and they are primed to make another run to the Super Bowl. And we are, or they are, excuse me, who, who we thought they were, or at least – I was probably maybe one of few people who still hold true to those beliefs, but I mean, are we surprised that Coach Johnson was was wrong about this? I mean, I'm not, but what I am more surprised about is that you're a gun ho and you will still find a way to say, even though you were wrong, you were right, which is the most oxymoronical thing you could possibly say in a black and white is or ain't type of situation. But, hey, Coach, again, you never cease to amaze me. So congrats on that. But, uh, you know, Chiefs Kingdom and all that other good shit. <laughs> I personally think that Coach Johnson is mis mistaking the target on the back. Excuse me. He's mistaking the target on the back for weakness. He's taking it as, okay, uh, you know, they're losing because they're not so good. It's like, no, it's because they've been to the Super Bowl twice and won once, and the only time they lost was to the greatest player to breathe football air. So, I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's it's one of those things where it's it's, it's that target. And plus they got exposed in the Super Bowl to where they show vulnerable vulnerability to where teams feel like, oh, we can beat them. And it's, it doesn't make them a weaker team. It just puts that more of a target. So, I mean, it's not that they're weaker, Coach Johnson. It's just... When you're that good, everybody's going to want to come at your neck and they're going to feel like they can beat you. It, ain't, it don't always work to where it's intimidation. Sometimes it works where, you know what, we've seen that one little thing that, you know, makes you weak. We're going to try to expose it, which every team tried to, and they got enough wins to get in the playoffs and be, what, the number three seed or two? Two. Number two seed. Two seed. Two seed. Yeah. So, yeah, just a target on the back, man. They, they don't suck. They ain't, they ain't as bad as you think they are. You you enter out basis. <laughs> I was gonna say I I do think that they as bad as we think that they are. I don't think that they bad to miss the playoffs. I feel like you you put your balls all the way on the plank with that one. But I hey, did. You know, I mean it is what it is. That's why I couldn't jump in that boat with you because I'm like <laughs> miss the playoffs. That's tough. I do feel like Darnell. I feel like you're partially right as far as. They are good enough to still make it to the playoffs. I do not feel like they're good enough still to make that deep run that they would typically make, especially with them not having that 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 buy. I feel like with Tennessee controlling everything, now you got to battle either Tennessee or Buffalo to come out of to come out of there. So it's just, I mean, I don't, I don't. And then the Bengals scare you, but the Bengals really ain't gonna. They're not gonna do shit as opposed to Buffalo and Tennessee. Now nah, the Bengals ain't ain't ready for that type of time because Derrick Henry's back and Ryan Tannehill's been playing good all year. So I'm sorry, but 
Hey, we we never know. You never know. I don't want to. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth again like I did last year. But I don't. I still don't got Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Missing the playoffs. That shit was crazy. But not getting back. I I can I can see you on that. That's all, all right. I got. <clears throat> so, uh, if <clears throat> if the only reason I I think I would consider you just like out the gate, like you just wrong across. I don't know if I want to say across the board, but I feel like you're indefinitely wrong about the Chiefs. Solely talking about why you believe they would barely get to ten and not make mm-hmm. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, it started with, you know, you saw those hoes in the playoffs and you you harped on profusely, you know, just to start off, you know, these offensive linemen, y'all not looking at what I'm looking at with these guys. And so, and so we went back and forth with that. Um, Ricky. Creed Humphrey, center, Balls. 91 overall by PFF. Balls. Balls. The offensive office line was and No, 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 no. You talked down on him this season, and you talked down on the old line. I, I did at the, at the beginning I, of the year. Yes, I did. Yes, I did at the beginning of the year. I'm disagreeing. Hey, Edward, 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 I'm disagreeing with you. That's all I'm doing. I'm disagreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, yeah. I'm just, I'm just agreeing with you. Go ahead, though. I'm, I'm amening your, your stuff right now. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, right. So, Creed Humphrey, ball. Uh, Trey Smith, four gave up four. I, I give you the guys who got over a thousand snaps on the offensive line: Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey, Joe Thoney, Trey Smith. Trey Smith gave up four sacks, eight hits, 47 pressures, 72 overall by PFL. Joe Thoney, Joe Thoney, 80.6 overall by PFL. Orlando Brown, I know you was, you know, you was kind of iffy on him. 75.1 overall, gave up four sacks, 12 hits, 37 pressures, over a thousand snaps on the offensive line. All right. It's pretty. That's pretty good. Lucas Nguyen, he got hurt. Only played twelve games this season, so he was in and out. He only had over five hundred snaps. Then I'm assuming because of that, that made Andrew Wiley come in, and he got uh, five hundred snaps. So, to starting off at that base last year, offensive line because of the, because of that. In addition to other things, that wasn't the only the reason you were saying that they were going to fall to the, they wasn't going to make the playoffs. They they beat you in that regard. They they did what they needed to do to give uh, Patrick Mahomes enough time for him to be Houdini at times, right? Mm. So then we we progress. Hey, outside of uh, Tyron Matthew and maybe somebody else, you said I don't really know these these dudes on the defense. Like they ain't really that tough. Brett Van Veach. He needs to, he he created a, it's, this pipe is about to burst. Sean Hart Izzo, Melvin Ingram, he started to shake some things up. 
So at considering how average or below average the NFL was, their defense played well enough to be able to get them along the way or stop certain teams. So they pushed you aside in that regard. Then, hey, y'all. Well, I, 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 would, I would say that, that the additions that they made would make me correct from what I said before. Saying before, they before the, yeah, before the additions, okay. they were the worst defense in the league. After the additions, they became one of the best defenses in the league. So, Okay. So then we then we move forward. Hey, it's not just the offensive line. It's not just the defense. You went on your Tom Brady conspiracy of Travis Kelsey falling off an enormous an enormous uh, cliff. Two thousand twenty one. Well, this week, well, we'll go two thousand twenty one. 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns, 105 catches. If you call this a cliff, so be it. I won't argue it. I won't argue you on it. Again, this last year, 1,400 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, 105 catches. This year, uh, 1,100 receiving yards, 90-plus catches, and nine touchdowns. So, Maybe that's a sleep. Maybe you was early. I would still say that's fairly still within the range of him performing where he was last year, and you still had the playoffs to go forward. So mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey didn't fall off the cliff. He, as the season progressed, the offensive line playing how they played. You didn't necessarily need. I know. I know. I know what you say about um, hey, trying to force that third receiver. Where's that third or fourth or six, second or third receiver going to come from if they all if their offensive line is depleted and you don't have time to try to find Kelsey or you don't have time to find Hill? Like, is it going to be Miko Hardman? Who's it going to be for those guys? Mm-hmm. It was judging by this last year with the fourteen hundred receiving yards, Travis Kelsey was the leading receiver for them, and this year. Tyreek Hill took it by 1,200 yards. So Tyreek Hill, 1,200 yards. Travis Kelsey, 1,100. Mm-hmm. And the next one behind him is Nico Hardman, 693 receiving yards. So, like, nothing stopped in terms of them being able to get the ball to Travis Kelsey or uh, Tyreek Hill when they wanted to. In terms of talking about the receiver core, may come back home. I know if it does, you're going to be the first one in the group chat if they plummet in the playoffs and somebody puts a puts a scheme together that takes Tyreek or Travis Kelsey out the game, you're going to be like, I, t- I told you, niggas, I told y'all. But there's only one team, there's only one team in the playoffs that could do that, so. But, uh, but, but they beat, I feel like they, they shunned you in that regard. And so, accumulate, an, an accumulation of all of those things that you said were going to happen and the asterisk of if they don't do nothing with their defense, they're going to suffer is why you felt like they were, they were going to well struggle will only get 10 wins, struggle to get the 10 wins and everybody else is going to be great because of you stirring it all in a pot coming out with your thesis or your hypothesis on Mm -hmm. why they weren't going to make the playoffs. They, they they pulled you emphatically for, uh, wrong this season as it relates to this regular season and them not only getting 10, 10 wins but also <laughs> getting twelve. So so yeah. Uh, and emphatically wrong. I, I I won't. I wouldn't accept that. 
Uh, I was wrong about the offensive line. I was wrong about my, my Travis Kelsey take. As far as Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill getting 1,100 and 1,200 yards respectively, that still does not that still does not make me wrong there. Uh, what uh, uh, where I would be where I would be wrong at, right? Because I mean, still, if they're if they're if they're if they're the top two guys, we would expect them to get those yards. Uh, where I would be wrong at is that it would cost them. That's not what you said. Thank you, Isaac. That's not what you said, bro. What, Again, what, 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 what did I say? What, 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 what did I say? He just repeated back to you what you stated about Travis Kelsey. You said, and I uh, I, I gave him that. Uh, I gave him that. So so why is it that you weren't dramatically or drastically, whatever? I was wrong. I was wrong on two things that he stated. I was Three. wrong on the on the Travis Kelsey cliff, and I was wrong on the uh, on the uh, on the offensive line. And the Chiefs. That's, not getting ten wins, he was wrong on that. Yeah, but that's but he was he went off of my reasoning. He was talking about my reasoning, right? Yeah, but I'm just talking about just things. You're, that yeah, you're yeah, just you're talking about something about. else. I'm going off of what he. Oh, I'm talking about the stuff that you were wrong about about the Chiefs, and he was Bro, just going down. I'm, but I'm responding to Edward wrong. off of what Edward just said. Edward was going because because he knows me. He knows that at the end of the day, I'm not as concerned about the uh, the outcome. I'm concerned about the process. And he was saying that hey. Christian, you effed up your process. That's what he was yeah, just doing. We, yeah, we shouldn't even make that. That's what he was just doing. Just so I'm trying process. to let him know. I'm trying to let him, when he goes, hey, your process was entire and emphatically effed up, okay? I'm trying to let him know, well, I was wrong on two things that you just said, oh, not you, all so four. Two, hold on. Give me the four. The four. The, the line, Travis Kelsey, oh. defense. The defense. The defense I was not wrong about. They were the worst defense in the league until they started adding people. Uh, as far as far as uh, uh, them not having another th a third guy to step up, if, if we're talking about 600 yards from Nico Hartman as stepping up, I mean I don't know. But but this, this okay, I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. Going off the conversation of the beginning of the year, yes, you are saying you were saying if those guys don't step up, that would contribute to them not being able to reach 10 wins. Whether or not they stepped up, they didn't need them to step up to get 10 plus yes, wins. Yes, and I, and I also I also said that will contribute to that will contribute to Patrick Mahomes looking human this year. Did he not look human this year? I mean, if, if number two in the AFC is human, I go figure. <laughs> okay, what, what's what's where where does Patrick Mahomes rank on PFF since we're using since you're using PFF grades? Where does he rank on, on PFF this Did you year? Just read them out. No, I only read out QBR. His PFF I, I, rank I is think, fourteen. Think, yeah, he's fourteen. Fourteen or fifteen. Fourteen. He's fourteen overall uh, as far as his passing. Uh, their their passing deal. He's uh thirteen. Let me ask you this. Coach. And so How and so that will be him looking like he's a human. How many quarterbacks above him that are ranked higher than him on pro football focus? How many of their teams are in a better position than his team and have a better record than his team? Being that would his you, defense would you take last Kirk, place. Would you take Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins over Patrick Mahomes? Kirk Cousins had a better year than Patrick Mahomes. Did would you, you take him? him over Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Listen, listen. Yes, it's a simple My, yes or no. Would you take Kirk Cousins over Patrick Mahomes? No, I would not take Kirk Cousins right. over Patrick Mahomes. But I'm not talking. I'm not talking about uh, Kirk Cousins. I said that Patrick Mahomes would look. Oh. Human. Would you Patrick take Mahomes? Hurt Patrick Mahomes was superhuman every year before this year. Was he not? Hey, hey yes. Man, you know was he superhuman this year? Like this year no, 
Kirk Cousins. A good year from Kirk Cousins. <laughs> go put up a good year from Kirk Cousins. And then go look at Patrick Mahomes. One of Kirk Cousins' greatest years. Go look at one of those. No. His greatest no, years. Y'all are moving the goalposts. Y'all are moving the goalposts. I said that Patrick Mahomes will look human this year. Has he not? Yes. Per PFF data, he has. Per QBR, he has. Per everything that we saw this QBR year, he has. Human. I don't call number two in the AFC human. His team is number two in the AFC. He ranks number 14 according to PFF. I mean, he definitely has a strong post on him being number two at the quarterback position, eh? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy, also, too, hey, okay. Hey, in 2019, in 2019, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had the, the number one team in, uh, in, in the NFC. We we call him Jimmy Garoppolo superhuman. No, he ranked he ranked fifteenth uh, that year, in, according to PFF, something like that. So based off your based off your process and your logic, because PFF has Patrick Mahomes rating lower this year than he did to last year, that says and speaks to Christian that Patrick Mahomes was human this season. Yes, Patrick Mahomes was human this season. He okay. was an average NFL quarterback. Okay, the audience and the listeners, they get that point, and they heard you, and I've heard you. I understand where you're coming from, and if there's nothing else, guys, we can move on to move on to the next one. Great. That was a great conversation by us, by the way. Uh, very proud of how we did that. Uh, so, we're Christian. This is not just about you. Uh, so, I'm going to pose this question to all y'all. Please answer it. Don't be long-winded because there's something I'm trying to get to in the t in the actual question, right? So, Christian, right? I was beginning of the season. What? They ain't going to make the ball. Right. Do, do, not to, you can go last, Christian, but Darnell Dacious is over. Were we more befuddled by Christian's tape, or were we more befuddled by how strong he stood on that mountain and, like, confessed it week after week after week after week? Was it, like, the tape by itself, or was it the repetitiveness of him, like, living and dying by that tape and how strong he proclaimed it? Doesn't have to be long-winded. Well, I was in jail for two months. So, bro, you wasn't in jail before the season started, bro. I know, but I wasn't. I wasn't outside when the Chiefs were doing horrible to hear what this nigga was saying. So, I'm I wish you were here, bro. I wish you. I would say it was the take because I'm in jail with my daddy. I'm talking to my dad. He like, but your boy though, man. He said the Chiefs not gonna make it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. He he looking he looking right. As it as it would show when they played Washington, and they was struggling with Washington. All right, all right. So Darnell, personally, um, just the energy, the 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 off top energy he had brought to it. You know, saying that they weren't going to make the playoffs. That's what caught my attention. Is <laughs> out. He left. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, see, he left. Oh no! Yeah, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was saying, ran off on the plug. His phone must have died or something. All right, so yeah, his phone died. So the reason I asked, I asked that because listening back to the podcast, it's like obviously you know Christian stands on you know Chiefs or whatever, 
But in my mind, I'm like, bro, why was we focusing so much on Christian? Because Darnell flew under the radar this season. He had, didn't even have the Green Bay Packers making the playoffs, and he had the Bears winning that division. We'll go with the Bears, man. All right. All right. Who knows if this soak is if Rodgers is going to soak? So, well, I, don't, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers soaking is him throwing for 40 touchdowns and right. five picks. Yeah, but the home going 12 and five. Yeah. And when I look back on it, I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, how did he fly to the radar? And like, he got no scrutiny, no whatsoever. I said, I said in that episode, but well, you well, yeah, the man. I said that he's shaking something. He, he, he doing that to shake it up. He wasn't serious. Uh, no, no. Well, it was more of uh, I did. I, I, I'll, I'll say I did do it to shake it up. Yes, but it was more off the energy of Aaron Rodgers not necessarily being happy and how you know he's. I think the, I think we seen the first week and hey, they, he kind of threw the game and it was just like, I believe truly believe he threw that game to a certain energy, like all the way. No, but just not his mind not wanting to be there. Absolutely. <laughs> right, so that first week he just looked didn't look happy. I didn't know if he was. You know, selling us a wolf ticket, which obviously he was. He'd had uh, MVP uh, status. Uh, the team was playing like an awesome team, and I mean, I just felt like I thought his I thought he was gonna let his emotions get the best of him and kind of have a sloppy year and honestly slip out of the playoffs. And uh, when it came to Chicago, I, I mean, I thought it was a new start for him. But their defense was looking pretty good, and I thought they was moving in the right direction. But turns out they was moving in the opposite direction. So, uh, yeah, there's that. There's not much to, to defend there, to be honest with y'all, man. Uh, yeah, I fell flat on my face with that one. Thanks for reminding me, because I definitely said that, that crap. Oh, yeah, no, we're not done with you. We're not done with you. We're not going nowhere. All right, so when we talk about the AFC and the NFC picks, I was 5-7 and seven with my – for the AFC, well, AFC and NFC, I was 5 out of 7 for my playoff picks. Christian, for the NFC, you was 5 or 7. And I know we got mixed up on the Bills, so let's say you was 4, 5 for 7. Isaac was 4 for 7 for his AFC and NFC playoff picks. Dacia's, you was 3 for 7 in the AFC and 5 for 7 in the NFC. And Darnell, you were 4 for 7 in the AFC and 3 for 7 on your playoff picks in the NFC. And in the NFC, Darnell, you... Pick the Saints, the Chargers. Maybe you could have got that tie. Excuse me. The Saints, the Chargers, and the Seahawks. So, yeah, man. Um, well, uh, a case of injury in the Seahawks. Chargers, I'm a little disappointed. And what was the other one again, if I'm not mistaken? Saints. Yeah, that was just that was uh that was false energy. <laughs> that was definitely false energy. I was uh I was told one thing and, and shown another. So uh yeah, that was uh, yeah, you live and you learn, you live and you learn, baby, you live and you learn. Yeah, they, they but I definitely thought the Chargers uh that's the one team I would definitely strongly defend. I really thought they was gonna be able to make it. I like the young guy Herbert. Um just wasn't enough, I guess. So Chargers next year, man. Uh, hey, I'm still gonna pull for looking looking superhuman this year. Uh, Justin Herbert was great, bro. What's his boy name? John Staley is the only reason. Brand, Brandon, Staley. Brandon, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Yeah, he's the only reason they're not in the playoffs. 
No, no, he's not, man. He... I'm not. What? They, I see that clock running. I'm gonna let that run. We tie, and we both tie. We both going to the playoffs. I'm gonna call time out so you can run a play and you can kick a field goal to kick me out the playoffs. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. No. All right, coach, give us your perspective. Why, why call the timeout, bro? So during that during that sequence, okay, for some reason people people feel like the clock was going to run out if he did not call a timeout. Uh, no, that was not what was going to happen. Uh, the uh, Raiders were lined up in shotgun, third and four. There were four seconds left on the play clock. They were going to run a play. There were 39 seconds left in the game. They had to run another play. Uh, Brandon Staley felt, hey, I, I feel like they're going to run the ball to make sure that the, that the clock continues to run and try to uh, pick up a couple yards to maybe kick a long field goal. So I need to get my best defense out there to stop the run. He calls a timeout. He's like, hey, I'm not feeling it. They're probably they're probably gonna uh, run on us and, and gain more yardage. We need to get our best defense out there to stop them uh, to make a longer field goal. This, like he said in this press conference, uh, they they change up the defense. Uh, the Raiders end up uh, running the ball, and uh, they end up getting ten yards on it. Right, the the execution was terrible on it, so they end up getting ten yards, uh, and then they kick a game winning field goal. Right, forty seven yarder. Uh, now. Whether or not he calls the timeout, they're running a play, probably running an RPO, right, where they have the option to either throw it if, if, the, if the box gets heavy uh, or uh, run it versus a light box, right? Either way, it's a lose-lose situation for the defense. So with or without the timeout, uh, that same sequence was going to happen. So you have it there. The timeout did not cost them. And without since without he, without he, Brandon without Brandon Staley and the decisions without Brandon Staley and the decisions that he made throughout the year, uh, the aggressiveness that he showed and following uh, the analytic models on uh, on his fourth downs and stuff like that, um, that team would have won four or five games. So, yeah. so the they wouldn't have beat the Chiefs the first time if if he if he they wouldn't have beat the Browns when they beat the Browns. They wouldn't have beat the Chiefs the first time when they did. If Brandon Staley was not coaching the way that he's been coaching all year, no, 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 I'm not taking away from from his coaching ability. What I'm take, what I'm saying is, because you just said, bro, that timeout made no difference. So if it made no it difference, not. why did you call it? It made no difference as far as what the outcome end up end up uh, end up being. That's what why I'm saying. You call, if it would have made no difference in the outcome, no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that it wouldn't have made a difference. I said it made no difference as far as what ended up happening, as far as the outcome. So for saying, him, it made. So had he, not it, the time, had he not called the timeout, they still would have ran the ball and kicked that field goal. Yes, for him, not knowing, not knowing the outcome. See, okay, this sidebar real quick. The reason why uh, coaches like Brandon Staley, right? And many people who follow the analytics community have a tough time with people inside of football is because uh, every, a lot of people have what's called outcome bias, right? Hey, if the outcome is great, then whatever we did beforehand must have been great. If the outcome is bad, whatever we did beforehand must have been bad, right? Well, 
when it comes to decision making, you can't make decisions based off of based off of what you know is going to happen because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? So we have to have a model or or some sort of way to to figure out how we how are we making our decisions to make the best decision, even if the outcome comes out the wrong way, right? And so uh, his decision making process brought him to the point to say that hey. I think that they're going to do something here and our defense is not built, is not, is not on the field right now that can stop what I think they're going to do on offense. So let me call a timeout. He did that. He, he, he called the timeout. He changed the defense. He thought that he put a defense on there that could stop what he thought that they were going to do. Okay. They didn't execute. Okay. So his process of getting to his decision was, hey, I think that they're going to do something. I don't have the right defense out there. Let me change my defense. He changes his defense. The defense still gets gashed. So the, now, as far as the, the outcome, the outcome, either way, the defense got gashed and they were able to kick the field goal. So the timeout didn't make a difference in the end. But prior to, the timeout made a difference for him to get the right defense on the field. I can respect oh. it. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can stay on that. I can stay on that all night. Let's move on. Yeah. Hey, am I allowed to get at you about these? Legal? Oh, you can, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, you can. What's good? What's, what's up? Hey. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I just said uh, something before, before you before you do that. I will say, none of us, none of us picked the Bengals to make the playoffs. Uh, matter of fact, no, matter of fact, matter of fact, I joke, I jokingly did. Okay, right. y'all heard it because I was about to. Yeah, play yeah. It back. I, okay. I jokingly yeah. did, and uh, the. The the reason the reason why I joked uh, was because of wh- why they ended up making the playoffs, but uh, because I was like, hey, they have all these pieces, they have a good roster, they should be able to make the playoffs. But I think that Zach Taylor is a terrible coach, and so I don't think that I mean, if they go far, it's just based off of Joe Burrow being great and the players as being great. I don't think Zach, Zach Taylor is that good of a coach. Uh, I am surprised at, at how far they've gotten. Uh, you know, the, the lulls that they had during the year, they rarely were able to put back-to-back great games together, um, you know, or, or put long stretches of games together, uh, which they should have been able to, but they, they hadn't because Zach, Zach Taylor's not that great. There's no reason they should have lost to the Jets. There's no reason they should have only put up 17 points or 15 points, however many points they put up against the Broncos. Um, I mean, they, they should have been – whipping people all year. Uh, but uh, there, there's no reason that they should have almost lost to the Jags. Uh, but because Zach Taylor, for some reason, does not want to take advantage of having one of the best quarterbacks in the league, having one of the greatest wide receiving cores in the league, uh, and try to throw the ball 70% of the time, uh, but wants to run the ball 70% of the time. I mean, I don't know. So, uh, But Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd, um, Higgins, you know that. Hey, those guys can ball out. The defense uh, uh, was was very good this year. So, uh, hey, players overcame the coach. Yeah, man. Nah, I thought about. I thought when you when you uh, when you joked, I was just like, no. Hedy, 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 stay. But I understand your process for not why you, why you didn't go with them. Um, yeah. So none of us picked the Bengals, but I believe I was the only only one who left the Cowboys out of even making the playoffs. I went with the Eagles to win that division. 
they got a wild card, so not as not all as bad there. But I was wrong in not picking the Cowboys to make the playoffs. And honestly, my logic behind that, bro, is I don't know if maybe I'm biased and buying buying into that cowboy that online social media cowboy waiting for something bad to happen stereotype but i will say before people started feeling about him how they have been that being Dak, i was just like never truly so like even like apart from injury i was just like i don't really trust that to be like dead dude like y'all want like y'all claim for him to be so and i felt like a lot of success is being placed on his shoulders of like y'all going far um so i was just like man it's gonna probably be some cowboy type stuff to happen they probably still gonna be in the headlines for not making the playoffs i i wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those type years i was emphatically wrong about that they made the playoffs um regardless how you feel about certain players obviously you know michael parsons is a stud you was right defensive rookie of the year in that regard um yeah, I mean, I was wrong about I was wrong about that. I believe I seen I forget what the stat was, but I I believe that got five thousand plus. Z got a thousand plus rushing, and obviously that got five thousand plus passing. CD got a thousand plus receiving. Um, and I want to say maybe two other receivers or somebody else got a thousand some plus accumulative yards, uh, which is the first time that's happened. Um, in the Dallas Cowboys, I want to say maybe ever, or at least for sure in the Dallas Cowboys franchise history, they had like five players with uh, five players with a thousand plus accumulative yards on on their team. So, hey man, let's see what them boys talking about They're playing against a Christian boy, Kyle Shanahan this week. So uh, this is definitely going to make for great conversation next week on the podcast, and who comes out on top in in that game. Um. We uh we was also right. I believe I could be wrong. I believe me and Sedacious we picked uh Joe Burrow both for comeback player of the year. Yes, we did. Uh, that's my dog. <laughs> that we might as well have been right that they was going to the playoffs. Huh? We might as well have said that they was going to the playoffs. Bro, you feel me? Um, well, yeah. Uh, the comeback comeback player of the year. Uh, uh, Vegas odds. Uh, Dak and Joe Burrow are neck and neck. Uh, for that, so we'll see how that comes out. But yeah, that was a good pick there. Yeah, uh, go through my predictions. I was wrong. Offensive rookie of the year, I picked Zach Wilson. I was wrong in that. The defensive rookie of the year, Joe Horn. He had got hurt very early in the season. I feel like he was a dark horse to like probably come through and like make a name for himself early <laughs> in his rookie you year. Mean, JC. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. 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 See, that's why y'all got to help me, bro, because, like, I post it and, like, nobody says anything. Just like, <laughs> I post, like, yeah, bro, like, come on. I, 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 I would say I, but I do a lot, so we got to. <laughs> yeah, but, nah, so I got that wrong also in the typo, so forgive me, uh, players, players mess up. Coach of the year, I had Bill Belichick. Yeah, slightly debatable. I think uh, a lot of people have your Mike Brable. Um, you're going to get to the Titans. Don't worry. 
Offensive player of the year, Patrick Mahomes. I had defensive player of the year. I had Chandler Jones, MVP. I had Tom. I think A-Rod probably come and take that from him. Um, so, yeah. Um, then, Dacius, you had Kyle Pitts for offensive rookie of the year. You had picked Sean Payton for coach of the year. You also picked Patrick Mahomes for Offensive Player of the Year. You picked Aaron Donald for Defensive Player of the Year. You had Dak for MVP, of course. That ain't going to happen. Darnell, you and your beloved Chiefs, uh, Bears, you picked Justin Fields for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year, you picked Patrick Sertan. Comeback Player of the Year, Darnell picked Odell Beckham. He also picked Bill Belichick for Coach of the Year. He picked Derrick Henry for Offensive Player of the Year. He picked Defensive Player of the Year, Chandler Jones, and for MVP. Uh, we got we got we got to talk about that too. Uh, he picked Lamar Jackson. They got the Drake curse, bro. Everybody uh-huh. hurt. Lamar, Lamar had a nice little run though. Um, no, everybody yeah. I picked was doing good. At least at least fifty percent of the people I picked were doing really good, and then just hurt. Like damn. Hell no, y'all not running from this Lamar. Mm-mm. What he 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 got hurt? No, he I did get hurt. But, we, but but see, and we talked about that. I know that's what everybody that everybody gonna give him that injury scapegoat. He was playing trash before he got hurt. When <laughs> two games, how two, two? How many games before he went garbage? Because he was doing some <laughs> reckless pull. Know that. Hey, uh, this is what we can talk about. That boy, that no, boy. that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying I knew it was it was like I know maybe two games for sure, but was it more than two? If it was more than two, I'll say like, hey, he slipped. But I, well, I guess that's more than two then. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, John Hart is though. Hey, can we have like check? Is he dead or did his phone die? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully he's not dead. <clears throat> No, I, I said, the worst. Oh, I didn't say that he died. <laughs> did he die? Did he oh, yeah. okay, that's not hope for the worst. <laughs> Are you dead? Offensive rookie, Isaac Pick, Zach Wilson for offensive rookie of the year. Oh. Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year. Comeback player of the year, he picked Saquon Barkley. Coach of the year, he picked Robert Solom. Uh, offensive player of the year, he picked Christian McCaffrey. Defensive player of the year, he picked Nick Bosa. He also picked Patrick Mahomes for the MVP. Um, and last but not least, Coach Johnson's picks, award picks. Coach Johnson, obviously, he got his boy Trevor Lawrence for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He also picked Michael Parsons for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He had Dak as the Comeback Player of the Year. He picked Matt Rule for Coach of the Year. And he picked Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb for Offensive Player of the Year, as well as Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. And he also picked Tom Brady for the MVP. Um, so, yeah, man, those are the – we'll see what the awards – how the awards shake out. We all, I might get three or seven. Three or seven. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but, all right, so talking about Coach of the Year, I <laughs> – Obviously, we talk offline, Christian. So, obviously, I know process is what you value more than results. So, when 
it appears that you are wrong on your result, which you could care less about. Mm -hmm. I like to sometimes see how you finesse your way out of, uh, I don't care about the results, but this is what I, in terms of your process. So mm -hmm. I, I would love, I'm intrigued to uh, hear about your feedback on this playback. For some reason, for some reason, people still think that the Titans got something. Yes, they have a great receiver in, in AJ Brown. Yes, Julio. A great receiver. Hey, dude. Hey, boy, don't make me hang up yes. this phone. <laughs> yes, yes, Julio is still really good. Uh, Ryan Tellerhill is a good quarterback. He's been playing an elite uh, quarterback play because he had a great offensive coordinator the past two years. Derrick Henry is due for a regression because he has accumulated over 2,000 yards in the past two seasons, if we count the playoffs as well the year before. Uh, he's due for a regression. The offensive line is not that great. Their defense has sucked the past two years. They were terrible last year, one of the worst defenses in the league. And, uh, and, they, and they went out and paid $16 million to Bud Dupree, who had a 10-sack season because T.J. Watt, the defensive player of the year, was on the other side. They are a deficient football team with poor play calling from the offensive side. And I don't know what they got going on in defense. And they have to play a first-place schedule. I think I think a lot of my uh, reasoning going into it, uh, you know, was there. Uh, I think the, the big thing that I missed, uh, so one, I credited Ryan Tannehill's success to Arthur Smith, right? I thought – Hey, uh, before Arthur Smith, Ryan Tannehill looked like an average guy, uh, or you know somebody who probably shouldn't even be playing quarterback in the NFL. Um, and so I didn't give Ryan Tannehill himself enough credit. Uh, also, too, I didn't give, uh, I didn't believe that the transition from Arthur Smith to uh, the guy I think uh, the guy's the guy's name Tom something, uh, their new offensive coordinator. I didn't think that transition would be as smooth as as, as what it was. I also thought that Ryan Tannehill uh, played well because of what Derrick Henry was able to do over the past couple of years. Uh, I, I didn't think that Ryan Tannehill could carry the offense by himself if he had to, right, which he proved me wrong. Uh, even this year without Derrick Henry, uh, even this year without um, uh, having all his, all his receivers uh, over the, over the, uh, the entire year, he still uh, ranked, according to PFF, as a top-10 quarterback. Uh, eight in their overall deal uh, uh, ranking, uh, nine in their passing ranking uh, there. So, uh, so Ryan Tannehill, I got Ryan Tannehill wrong. I thought he was good, but I thought he was I thought he was a good system quarterback. I didn't think that he could uh, carry the team outside of having all the other all the other pieces. Same thing I got wrong uh, was I thought that their defense, how trash it looked the year before, would carry over. They went from a a uh, defense that was one of the worst in the leagues to uh, in the league to a top seven defense as far as as far as uh, points against uh, as far as how many points they've given up. So so uh, they're you know number seven in the league there. Um, you know so uh, and you know maybe I uh, what I missed there was uh, you know the year before they didn't have a defense coordinator. It was kind of you know coordinating by committee type deal. Uh, where Vrabel was kind of calling the defense not. So I think maybe they just had an organizational issue, uh, not necessarily issue with, uh, with, with the players there. Uh, I thought that 
uh, when they brought in uh, Bud Dupree. I thought they brought in Bud Dupree hoping that he would, uh, you know, get 16 sacks like he got the year before. I don't think he played that well uh, this year. Um, if I can pull up his stuff real quick. Um, uh, okay, somebody can pull it up. But, uh, but yeah, so no, no, no matter no matter how, how well he did or, or didn't do, um, you know, uh, uh, they uh, they had uh, Elijah Molden, uh, the rookie nickel cornerback, uh, came in and stepped up. Kevin Byard stepped up like he always does. Simmons uh, down in the middle uh, stepped up like he, like he always does. And um, the uh, safety out of uh, LSU, who didn't play last year, but played this year. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but he stepped up. So, so I mean, you know, uh, but also, too, you know, I think I'm going to go back to uh, uh, to what I said about the Chiefs. You know, even though the Titans are the number one team, they are the number one team of a bunch of inconsistent teams. Uh, they, 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 they here's the thing. Here, here, here's the thing. That's something that we have to accept in in our in in our in our talking and discussing about the NFL this year. We have to accept that, at least on the AFC side, I would even say uh, there's there's no team, there's no team, you know, that, that separates like, oh, okay, these guys are great. You got to remember, the Titans lost to the Jets. They also lost to the Texans. They barely looked good against the Jags when the Jags were sucking bad. So I mean, they, they no, no, nobody's going in saying, "Oh, the Titans, they're number one. They're, they're definitely going to ride to the to the to the Super Bowl." Uh, I don't, I don't believe that. Did I get some? I got a lot of things wrong, but but we also have to accept that this number one rating is not because oh, the Titans are great this year. Nah, it's just because they're the best of a bunch of inconsistent teams. In the AFC. In the AFC, yes. So, I I mean, I, I understand your process. Um, and I understand what you're saying. Yo, like, nobody try to go out and cream and king them, you know, the elite of the elitists solely based off that record. Or, hey, you, you're saying, hey, at some point, everybody got to accept the lead is just mediocre right now, right? And like, while that is true, yes. according to them playing in this mediocre league, they have been able to come out on top as a number one seed, right? Now you say, "Hey, miss me with the miss me with your results." I'm all about process. The Titans are not. It's not like they're light years away from everybody in the league. It's not like they're light years away creating separation in terms of dominance or skill as a team being the number one see that's that may be more so like what you're focused on in terms of their process of coming together or looking like a complete consistent team and so while I say hey I understand you and your thought process outside of me or whoever you may indulge with or or the people on our podcast who may listen if people come into your world and say, hey, bro, we understand your process, I feel like, I mean, I feel like not that you're obligated or you have to, you have to also take credence to somebody being like, 
yo, but the results say they number one. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we, we all do this for results, right? I, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, and our, our results can go back, can make us go back and question, okay, what did I, what did I get wrong? Right. And so that, and so that, that's why I can look back, even, even though, yes, the Titans are, are the best of a bunch of inconsistent teams. I just stated, I got a bunch of stuff wrong in my analysis beforehand. Right. So even, even if, even if the Titans, let's say the Titans missed the playoffs. Right. But they still, you know, Ryan Tannehill was still better than I thought. Uh, uh, yeah. The defense was still better than I thought. Uh, you know, they, they were still in games. They didn't suck. Like I thought they would suck. You still uh, go back and check your process. I, I would still have to go back and be like, dang, okay. Yeah. The outcome came out, but I got it wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I can respect uh, that. And I give you your flowers because I believe in the beginning and initially talking about the Titans, I feel like the nucleus of your their downfall, I feel that she had relied on is, hey, Derrick Henry's tires are about to blow. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I felt. And obviously they haven't had him for a large portion of the season and they have still continued to propel in a average, mediocre uh, league this year. And I can applaud you and commend you um, for going doubling back on that and being like, hey, I was wrong on that. And so, so yeah, man, I, I just like to give you the floor to like explain to the audience who don't get to deep dive inside of Christian's mind like I do. Um, so, yeah. So, start off talking about what your picks for the, and I preface this by saying, I know that may not, well, I, I feel like you only gave us two pillars to your Super Bowl picks. That being the Niners and the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Strength of schedule and talent. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I consistently heard you saying. Strength of schedule yeah. and talent. Yeah. So, and then you move and then and and because of that, times parentheses exponent Vegas odds. Um, and then you transfer strength of schedule and talent, believing that the AFC is going to be a dumpster fire to having a fairly strength of schedule or low strength of schedule, Jaguars, we should be able to squeeze nine out. Obviously, we know you're talking about Urban Meyer, the coach mm-hmm. of ball, da, 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 da. And I know I was I was feeling some type of way with your strength of schedule argument. I'm just like, I didn't really, I just didn't feel like it held water. I didn't feel like that was a sustainable reason to like be picking, right? Um, so, like, looking back, whether you, whether or not, however you feel, this ain't like uh, you was wrong or anything like that. Uh, I mean, you're still in the running with, with your 49ers and your boy Kyle Shanahan, at least. But you talk about talent and you talk about strength of schedules. Schedule, you got the Browns who, like, didn't make the play. Like, Mayfield, so so his shoulder, OBJ, da 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 he gone. Like, what do you make of or what have, what if you had the chance to reflect going into the next season, how much weight is Coach Johnson, like, putting into strength of schedule? Um, also being used a little bit with expecting the talent to be up there in the AFC West and the strength mm-hmm. of schedule for the Chiefs should – they're not going to be able to run off wins like they normally do. Where is your value and stock and strength of schedule moving forward after this season? Yeah, I think it's, it's still gonna, it's still going to remain high. Uh, I think uh... – if I had if I had to go back again and uh, re-pick my Super Bowl 
contenders, I would pick the same teams uh, because the and 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 this, this so so this is where even though I know the outcome, I, I I don't think that my process was wrong on picking these two teams, especially the Browns. Um, there's there's no way that uh, based off of the information that we had on Baker Mayfield last year with Kevin Stefanski, with that, uh, with the talent around him and with the talent that they added, that we could foresee him having this terrible of a season, right? <laughs> I mean, of course, there would be some people who are Baker, who are Baker haters who would be like, oh, Baker sucked, da, da, da. We, we knew he would suck. <laughs> the, the guy that we saw play last year and the guy that we saw play in the playoffs and the guy that we saw almost beat the Chiefs, yeah, of course, Patrick Mahomes got, got hurt, but the way that he played in Kansas City, in the playoffs, that was that was enough for for enough uh, enough people. Not not just me, but let's just keep it on me. That, that was enough for me to say, hey, he could have a meteoric rise like a lot of quarterbacks do in this offense in the second year. Okay, and Rodgers in his second year of this offense got an MVP. Uh, Matt Ryan in the second year of this offense got an MVP. Ryan Tannehill, his second year of this offense, took his team to the AFC Championship game. So, um, you know, I was like, hey, this this is all matching up for Baker Mayfield to have a great year under a great coach with great talent around him. Yeah, so my process there, and then, and then as far as the schedule, um, just to harp on that real quick, uh, uh, the reason why why I harp on strength of, strength of the schedule is because of things like Jacksonville Jaguars twenty seventeen, right? They had one of the easiest schedules in the league. They faced uh, some of the worst quarterbacks in the league that year. They had a quote unquote elite defense. Um, they were able to, to you know uh, have the greatest turnover margin, all, this, all that stuff, which allowed them to get into the playoffs, uh, carried them to the uh, AFC Championship game, but they weren't able to do anything there. Then the next year they came out with five and eleven. Last year, the Redskins had a great defense. Uh, they also faced some of the worst quarterbacks in the league, had, had one of the easiest of the schedules. Uh, and uh, this year, they have one of the worst defenses in the league, right? So, strength of schedule does play a part. Um, uh, but what I miss with the Browns is I just did not see Baker playing how he played. I just I didn't see it. Uh, as far as the, the 49ers, uh, I, what I missed on them was I, I hoped that the injury bug that they have every year, which is consistent for them, I hoped that this year wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, play a part, uh, which it did, and uh, they struggled early on. Um, I was uh, uh, banking on the, the team being good enough to carry Jimmy G like they did in 2019, um, and Jimmy G to be able to play just, you know, just good enough to, to, uh, to keep everything afloat. Uh, this team is nowhere near as good as the 2019 team uh, was, uh, so I, I missed it on there. Um, uh, I missed the bone on their, on their injuries. Uh, not playing a part, it, it has. Uh, but I still do think that they uh, they have a good enough team, good enough scheme, good enough uh, coaching staff uh, to uh, to be able to make, to be able to be dangerous enough to make a run in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, so uh, though, you know, I'm, 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 uh, you know, uh, Sean McVay, 
kick up a Matthew Stafford, you know, late interception away from, uh, uh, you know, being over uh, for, you know, both of those teams making the playoffs. Uh, I, I still, as far as my process going in, I still probably would have followed the same process and came with the same two teams. What do you feel like? <laughs> what do you feel like you missed the ball there with your Jaguars and their strength of schedule prediction? Uh, so I, I missed the ball on the Jaguars uh, by missing the ball on the uh, mainly by missing the ball on the Titans and the Colts. Right. So I expected the Titans and the Colts to just suck so bad that I figured, hey, since everybody's going to be terrible, I figured the, the Jags would be the best of the terrible teams. Um, number two, I missed the ball on uh, on uh, Urban Meyer, right, which I, you know, I had my confession week four after the, uh, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati, you know, the Ohio trip uh, deal. I gave my confession then um, that I missed the ball on Urban Meyer, uh, which – which then made me miss the ball on on the rest of the baseline of what Jacksonville could be, right? Um, you know, you also had a lot of injuries on offense. James Robinson eventually gets gets hurt. Uh, also, to the offense, didn't want to run through James Robinson at the beginning of the year. Uh, I didn't think that they would, you know, just, hey, Trevor, take the keys until you figure it out, right? Uh, you know, and then with them doing that, I didn't think it would take Trevor 18 weeks to figure it out. Uh, either. Uh, you know, I thought, hey, if they go with that model, it might take them six weeks to figure it out, but it took them 18. He finally, you know, showed up his last, you know, uh, last game of the year. Um, even though he had, you know, places inside the, the season that, you know, like, oh, okay, maybe he's turning the corner, maybe he's turning the corner, but um, you know, but DJ Chark gets hurt fourth game of the year. Um, uh, Jamal Agnew gets hurt. Uh, Dan Arnold gets hurt. You know, so uh, they had that injury bug uh, uh, going there. So, um, you know, I'm not a fan of what's happening in Jacksonville as far as uh, the executive level. I hope they bring in the right coach. I hope they fire Trent Baalke, uh and uh, get in a, a, a real GM um, that, that can make this thing work. Uh, so, yeah, so there, 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 was a, there was a lot of room there. But uh, mostly, though, it was my thoughts on the, the Titans and the Colts. <laughs> No, so I'm I'm looking at I believe this is the uh Vegas odds strength the schedule that you're looking at and um that you were referencing. And <clears throat> it's it's weird just looking at the numbers because it would be of, different now than it than it was at the beginning. Well, I'm looking at beginning of the season. Okay, okay. Yeah, so the bottom out of the bottom ten teams who had the easiest schedule. Only four of those teams made the playoffs. Yeah, and out of the top toughest ten, the top ten of the toughest teams, only four of those teams made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it's just like trying to see if like the numbers correlate in terms of like strength of schedule, playoff, or whatever success. Uh, so yeah, well, well. Uh, I, I I would think that 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 probably uh, would reign true almost every year. Right, uh, that you would have, hey, from the bottom, from the top, you probably have the same amount of teams that make it, right? Uh, so what I was doing was um, seeing, uh, what I was doing was trying to predict which of those teams would be affected the most by this by the schedule, right? 
And so, uh, so part of my Chiefs take, hey, you know, they have a murderous row. They have to go through the AFC North. Ooh, you know, they, you know, they, they might only win two of those games, maybe only one, right? So they, they, they end up going two and two in the AFC North. Uh, hey, they have to play the Bills, the Titans, and uh, – oh, they have to play the Bills and Titans, um, you know, uh, from the other – they might lose those. They actually end up losing both of those, right? And so it's like, you know, uh, and then I forgot who they had to play in the, as far as the uh, NFC. Uh, but I was like, hey, you know, with that, you know, uh, you know, with them going two and two in, in the AFC North and them losing to both the Titans and the, uh, and the, uh, the Bills, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, uh, oh, and then, and then the rest of the division, I thought the rest of the division would, would be better, which they were. Right. Um, you basically had all four teams were in the running for the playoffs. Um, uh, Patrick Mahomes said in his interview after they played the Broncos at the end of the year, he's like, yeah, this is a playoff team. Um, you know, they should they should be in the playoffs. Then you had, you know, the two teams at the end, you know, that both could have got in there. Uh, so with that, I was like, hey, you have all four teams are playoff caliber. You know, I would think that that uh, that the Chiefs would, would struggle to to manhandle the division, right? But they still end up going five one in the division. So right on, right on. Uh, I think maybe one more trash hot take or something that didn't even come close to happening was me picking the Dolphins to make the playoffs was solely predicated off believing the Deshaun. Well, it was close. It was. It wasn't that far off. Process. Process. Oh, okay. Right? Go ahead. Process. My uh, my reasoning for making that pick was because I believed that they were going to trade for Deshaun Watson. Oh. <laughs> process, process over. Well, I mean that's that's not that's I I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that your process was that bad there because it was so much smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm talking about like the process may have been fair to respect, but as you know, time has passed and the result would show that like gotcha, that yeah, yeah. Even, you know what I'm saying. So. Process versus result, process over result, potato, potato, uh, however you may want to look at it. Uh, beautiful. And I'll pick Miami because I still don't believe in Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, y'all don't. Hey, hey, wow. Hey, hey. Uh, even though this might not make the episode, I just want this to be on, on the record uh, if, if this does happen. If the, if the Bills lose this weekend, Unfortunately, the Chiefs will go to the Super Bowl because the only team that I am I am for sure that I would be confident in picking in the playoffs against the Chiefs going into Arrowhead to win is the Bills, uh, which they would end up playing. If the Bills won on uh, Sunday uh, or this weekend, uh, they would have to go into Arrowhead the next week because there's no way the, the Steelers are beating the Chiefs. There's no way. Uh, that's just not happening. All right. So, picking back off that, right, there's no way they're beating them. I don't know which one is going to be, bro, but there's going to be a humongous upset in these playoffs. I mean, that may not be breaking news, but I just uh, – I just, I, I don't know which one I want to pick. It might, it might be the Eagles. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it might be the Eagles. I don't I'm give the Steelers a chance. I'm ashamed to say that it even ran, it ran across my mind, but not in true belief. I'm just, I was just looking at what would be considered an upset, and I was just like, okay, which one is more likely to happen? Yeah. I was just like, 
Nah, it's well, not yeah, it's, according to the sports books, the 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 closest game um, that that they have, or at least the, the closest spread, is between the 49ers and the Cowboys. Uh, so, he, yes, it's a spread of three three points, three point spread. <laughs> that's 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 the closest spread this weekend. So, uh, that that is the the one that uh, most people are looking at as far as uh, you know, quote unquote upset. Uh, but to be, to be the biggest surprise, I would probably say the Eagles have a chance to 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 make that. Uh, I don't see the I don't see the Steelers going into Arrowhead and uh, beating the Chiefs. Um, I don't hey, see man. the Titans. I don't see the Titans. If if the Chiefs met up with the Titans in the in the uh, AFC Championship game, I don't see the Titans beating the Chiefs. Uh, I don't see the I don't see the Bengals pulling pulling off uh, that win in Arrowhead. Uh, remember that win was at home and it wasn't in the playoffs. Uh, so the only team. Would you consider it an upset? I think this is a safe upset. I think I'm not really trying to bank on the Eagles, obviously, because I picked the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. Be honest, people may call me crazy. I think the I think I'm still believing in that cowboy stigma of just waiting for some cowboy like bad to happen. So I think Cowboys if the 49ers win, it'll just it won't be an upset. It'll just more reason for people to talk about them and even getting to the playoffs I don't think people gonna respect Dak and give him credit for that and I'm like ah, I mean, first round exit uh cards Rams I don't think either one of those wins is truly an upset um but yeah. would y'all consider the Patriots beating the Bills to be a big upset um I don't I don't I don't think so because uh I'm not sure what the spread is in that game um I'm not sure. Let me look it up real quick. But I mean, because of, because the Patriots already beat them earlier this year, um, and you know, Bill Belichick has a great record versus versus uh, Sean McDermott. I don't think that most people call it upset. I I think it's it's possible. That's that's why I'm like I'm I'm pissed off because I'm like, man, dang, you know, I I had the Chiefs not making the playoffs, and now they you know they about to make the Super Bowl because there's a, there's a chance that the that the Patriots end up. Uh, beating the Bills, and then you know, then the Patriots have to go. Hey, down man, to... never, I, I was, I'm saying, you never know, bro. Uh, Big Ben on his last hurrah, he may go on. Bro, uh, hey, uh, listen, listen. He may, hey, he may go on to Eli Manning run for his last hurrah, bro. You he, never know. He may, and if he does, if he does, bro, we need to, we need to throw a gold jacket on. We already need to throw a gold jacket on Mike Tomlin, but if they go in there and beat the Chiefs. Immediately, like he don't need to retire or none of that. Like, give it to stamp him right there. Just stamp him right now, bro. There's no one. There's no reason they should be in the playoffs. That's number one. Number two, uh, bro. If they, oh my gosh, bro. I don't That's even give the a upset. Chance, That's dude. the upset right there. That's the upset, bro. I'm glad this was recorded because when I when I come on, if they do win and I come on celebrating. The next week, you gotta pull this out. Be like, you didn't give him a chance. I know I didn't, but <laughs> I told y'all. Told y'all the cheese wasn't that great. Yeah, I told y'all. Told y'all. When the host throw four picks, told y'all. No man, this uh, love man, beautiful people, definitely stay tuned in for the playoffs this week. Uh, with. Make sure you're following all of us at Emacs Stacks, at Shine Heart Izzo, at Sedacious, at Live the Rapper, at Black underscore 
peace. Black B L A Q U E underscore peace, but regular at Quaz Demoter Q U A Z D A M O T O R. Um, yeah, and we will be posting our playoff picks. We're gonna make sure there's no um double teams put twice <laughs> for our graphics at the begin- beginning of the year. Um, or no typos. Um, yeah, man. No, so uh, thank you, beautiful people, for rocking with us. This is the Respect the Game podcast. And as always, man, we're going to see you beautiful people next week. And also, I know there's probably thought that was out, but this episode will be be able to be viewed visually on video through Spotify. So if you don't, you don't have to just listen, watch us on video through YouTube. You can hear us on video through Spotify. And I feel we're coming up in the game with the consistency and the hard work. Yeah, yeah. See you beautiful people next week.